0: The following podcast has been paid for by the Wrestling World Order.
1: And hello, and welcome to episode forty-four, of the Wrestling World Order podcast. And I'm Mike, and I'm Sean. Oh wow, man! Do we have an episode for you tonight? It's on the heels of AEW's Revolution. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna break down the, that card and all that happened at that event
0: break it down
1: break it down uh we are going to take a little bit a little bit of a break from our wrestlemania rewatch tonight because um well we we got some more homework to do uh and we'll be back for another episode i think later on in the week where we're going to get into uh that top uh like Take a deep dive and maybe just do an entire episode dedicated uh, to the rewatch and uh, a selection of the matches. So I know last episode I had promised ten of the matches. Well, next episode we're going to add on five to that. We're going to do fifteen matches. So hold on, hold on to your hats for that one. Episode hold on forty-five. To your yeah, yeah, we we want to talk about Revolution but we also want to talk about something that happened uh, last week on AEW Dynamite. Uh, So yeah, Sean, AEW Dynamite this past Wednesday, we had Tony Khan's huge announcement. Mm -hmm. And of course, um, I mean, one of the things that we've talked about is how Tony Khan has these huge announcements or new signings or whatever. And it's always like he has somebody else do the announcement and you're like, Wait, was that the announcement? Because, you know what I'm saying? Like He's like, oh, Tony Khan's going to have something new tonight. And then somebody else does it. Right. Not this past Wednesday. Uh Uh-uh. Right? That's what uh, Bianca Belair does. She goes, "Uh uh-uh. Tony Khan kicks off the show in the middle of the ring with Tony Schiavone, right? Holding the stick.
0: And he, oh, he conned it up.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, so yes, he was very excited about this. Uh, he, I mean, I don't, I feel like we're not spoiling anything at this point, but he bought ring of honor. Yeah. He bought the rights to the, the name and everything. He bought the extensive, I mean, extensive video library and, all of, like, the intellectual property and the production equipment, everything. And it, it was huge. I think, like, they said somewhere in the neighborhood of, like, $40 million, he bought it from Sinclair Broadcasting. Wow. Yeah. So, a pretty significant investment for Tony. Um, I feel like it's good. I think it's a good uh, step. I think it's... uh It's great that maybe Ring of Honor will live on because it didn't sound like it was uh, too long for this world based on uh, some of the recent uh, happenings uh, with that federation. And, I mean, we've long been fans of Ring of Honor. We've gone and seen Ring of Honor shows, uh, not only once on WrestleMania weekends, but we traveled traveled out to the Midwest one time and went to shows in Cleveland and Chicago, which were great. And, I mean... Numerous shows in Buffalo and, I mean, we've, 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 uh, Boston, yeah, we uh, too. Yeah, Boston. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, Houston and Orlando for uh, WrestleMania 24 weekend, we were there and WrestleMania 23 and Detroit, uh, New York 34. city. Yeah. At the, at the Hammerstein ballroom. I mean, we, we've, we've caught a lot of shows over the years of ring of honor, uh, kind of fell off from watching it on more recent years we'd catch it every now and then like if you if you just happen to flip the television on and catch an episode i'd i'd, I'd hang and watch for a little bit um i feel like this is interesting though and great at the same time that they did this acquisition for a number of reasons so I mean I, I don't know how much you're privy to some of this stuff or if you if you've heard about it or not, but apparently uh, WWE was in talks to purchase Ring of Honor at one point.
0: I yeah I had heard about that. I think
1: as um, as recent as uh, this past December. Hmm. So I mean only a few months ago. Was WWE like actually in negotiations? And yeah. it seems like, you know, Tony Khan uh, caught wind of that and decided to put his name in the hat. And, uh, you know, it's really cool. Um, there, there's some other things that have occurred with this that have come out since then. Uh, all of that archival footage that they have, all of those previous events and you know, the, the numerous, numerous events that they have that ring of honor had their own streaming service at one point. So it's all been digitized. I think that lends itself to maybe the possibility of a W uh, working on doing their own streaming
0: service. Well, that was part of the rumor was uh, around like HBO max or something. Uh, yeah, that, that was the, that was the rumor I had heard. And
1: that was actually one of the other things that everybody thought was going to get announced was the that um, an agreement had been reached with HBO Max to start a stream uh, like a aW streaming service.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I would have been a huge fan of that, and I probably would have, um, I probably would have gotten in on it. To be honest, I mean, because even if it was like what ten to fifteen dollars a month, right? If you think about it, if they do like and we we've been getting them all, if you do like four pay-per-views a year at 50 bucks a pop, you're yeah. talking $200. Yeah. So you would still be less than that even at $15 a month.
0: Right. right. For a year.
1: Yeah. So I, I, I'd, and plus all of that other stuff and all of the other co- potential content and whatnot that you'd be able to watch, it'd be great. And I, if they were going to kind of do that same, uh, that's that same format as like what WWE does with the WWE network as far as uh, showing the pay per views on a streaming service.
0: Sure, sure. Well, and, I mean, they've got, they've got, a considerable number of talent that passed through ROH. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean just the same I mean it made sense for the WWE to be interested because oh, they, yeah. they too you know and to you know yeah be, to
1: own all of that footage of like you know like right. if you're from the WWE standpoint, like you know like the Kevin Owens of the world and El Generico sure. and and Seth um, Rollins or- and yeah. Yeah. I mean, the list goes on and on as far as they go, but it also, I mean, by the same token, the same could be said for AEW. Sure, um, sure. So that, I mean, yeah. So as far as that streaming service goes, that that could be a just a boon for them as far as you know all of that you know footage that maybe people maybe people haven't seen before, you know, um, or aren't aware of. So you get a lot of that stuff yeah uh, available to you uh if they go that route
0: well and i i mean even like going back like uh i i'm i can't recall when we like started watching some of roh or going you know hitting some shows or whatnot but i mean there's a there's a solid chunk of time i mean i know i wasn't watching it uh so it'd be kind of interesting to be able to sort of go back you know and take a look i mean that's what 17 years right yeah um uh you know of content and big events and things to look at um and some of the things to you know maybe get a sense around the history and oh definitely where some of the guys that we're seeing today came from um and how they worked their way up so i yeah i mean if it goes that direction uh that's pretty cool
1: yeah, whole wholeheartedly agree. Um, there, there's, there's even uh, other aspects about this too that have come out. Uh, that a- after they made the announcement, there was talk that um, that they were going to do. Um, they they were going to continue on with Ring of Honor. I was trying to think of how to word it. They were trying to. Th- they're going to try and continue on with Ring of Honor as like a separate entity. And what it was described as, and I think this is great, is they they described it as basically like a developmental territory for AEW. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the things that we've kind of spoken about as far as uh, AEW goes, is they do have a wealth of talent, but not a lot of... um, not a lot of space to showcase them right. not a lot of opportunity for these guys to shine and show what they got and it it, it kind of goes it, it kind of goes in line with if they also do, you know it, it, if they take ring of honor as an entity and their their thought is, is to uh put it onto like a streaming service like we were talking about it'd be like something that people would probably be into watching just because you'd, you'd have all these guys that maybe would get a shot to not just do matches on dark, but like do matches, you know, like really good, like matches with that, where they were actually given time, um, you know, to present what they got and to develop their skills.
0: Well, I'd wonder if there'd be like maybe a bit more into like, story i mean i i know right, we talked yeah. about this within the last couple of episodes uh you know of um with dark and i i really don't know how much in the way of like storylines or if it's just you know it's kind of match spam you know uh, we yeah but, uh, and our experience was in going to see it here in late september last year was just that it was a lot of matches. There was some kind of story thing happening between Janela and uh, Sunny Kiss, but other than that, it really just struck struck us as okay. It's just match, 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 match. Mm-hmm. Um, not, nothing really else happening. Um, this could really give it the opportunity of not only like okay, here's a developmental but is there a chance for them to maybe flesh out some stories or kind of, uh, and does that allow for these men and women to build, you know, build up their characters a bit um, to, to not just be having like squash matches, but they, they, they get a taste of like, okay, we're working, uh, you know, working in an audience, having a character, kind of developing that. i i I think that could be if that's the direction they're going that could be a really good thing for them yeah because like we said it's been a criticism of mine ours for and other people for a while they have too many people and not enough uh, places to really put them and they could have a good mix too of like well-established veteran talent and then uh uh, you know, to, to work with, uh, maybe some of the younger up and coming and then you know, some, obviously some of those, uh, younger, you know, younger talent. So there's a, there's an opportunity here for like a good mix.
1: Oh yeah. I I agree. And I, I mean, that was one of the things we, we were discussing this with, uh, our, our good buddy, Jim, uh, who used to be a host on this show. Uh, and I kept, I kept, you know, expressing to them how this could be a really great way to develop some talent that's not getting a chance. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that alls it would be would be young guys that you're not familiar with, because they certainly have a wealth of talent that could benefit from being on this show. You know, that are known entities. Like I know you've mentioned them, Jay Lethal would be a great, a great uh, example of that. I mean, he already is synonymous with this brand. I mean, he was pretty much the face of Ring of Honor f- for a while, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I kind of feel like he would be a very obvious uh, choice, you know, to um, maybe lead uh, lead the brigade uh, and – You got so many other guys, too, that you could put into that spot or to put into spots to be known quantities, but maybe that have uh, some name recognition to them. Mm -hmm. You know, the Christopher Daniels of the world, Frankie Kazarian, Colt Cabana. I mean, the list goes on and on. And then, I mean, we were looking out, like, because those tag team battle royals were happening. A lot of the teams that were in that could benefit from, you know, the, what this could be for them, and if it's on, if it's on a streaming service, which I want to, I want to go back to that. If they were on the streaming service that AEW is doing, which makes a hell of a lot of sense to do, um, then they could give them a couple of hours a week, right? Sure, presumably, and. And they could build stories like you were suggesting. And there's guys that were like previously in Ring of Honor that maybe, you know, they would sign to be in this. You know, Jonathan Gresham or and Bandito and some of these other these guys that are major focal point. Matt Taven was another one. I really like his stuff. He great heel wrestler. Uh, uh, Kenny bells. King. Kenny King. Um, I mean, uh, Rhett Titus. Uh, there, mm-hmm. There's a lot of these guys that have been. You know, stalwarts for Ring of Honor, and the, you, you would still have that name. Of, I mean, and that's who Ring of Honor's been. But then you could also develop maybe some of these guys, some of these Dark, uh, dark Order guys. That I mean, they get very little time. Like the uh, 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 what, what what's his name Reynolds, Adam, Alan Reynolds, right? Alan.
0: um is it conf- What is it, Alex Reynolds or Alex Reynolds? <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: but you you get my point. And the thing is, is the 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 thing that I'm thinking about though with this is they were owned by a television company before, right? Mm-hmm. So they don't exactly have that at this point. So is, is Sinclair still going to broadcast their stuff, even though you know they sold they sold the company? I have my doubts about that. I don't know that Sinclair is going to want anything to do with it. So you got to find a place to actually showcase this. Right. And, I mean, maybe that's why the streaming thing was one of those things that was also rumored and why it made sense for Con to buy Ring of Honor and all of that archival footage and also potentially run shows under that umbrella. Uh, and, you know, they don't even necessarily have to tour with it. Uh, I know they do. I know they do dark episodes, uh, like down in Orlando, like at um, Universal Studios. They could still do them there. Yeah. You know, I know. Like, I, I was watching Being the Elite yesterday, and even the Young Bucks uh, uh, did did a match on one of the dark episodes recently. I think they did a match with uh, like a six man with Cutler or something they did something with him but they were on the, the show. So, I mean, dark, but you can mold that, you know? Mhm. Yeah. So, I have high hopes for it. And I think one of the other things that they did, and this is this is kind of what I wanted to loop in from Revolution that I feel like might um might be a reason why they brought this guy in is they had a surprise appearance by none other than William Regal. Yeah. And in the AEW landscape, he's doing, it seems like, a program with um, Moxley and Danielson, right?
0: Right, right. Like if they're kind of coming together or... Right,
1: so some sort of faction or he's going to be kind of a mentor to them. I know they're both veterans, but, you know going to maybe help them get their shit together or whatever but he could play another major role and something that he i know he helped with when he was with wwe which was the development of nxt and what Mm -hmm. it was yeah It, it seems like an obvious fit to me i mean he's got a wealth of knowledge and he knows how to work with these younger guys. I mean, and he's well-respected. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I, I could see that potentially being a thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he comes in uh, with that background and I, I, yeah. I think that, um, you know, even if he's like, kind of like a figurehead sort of like, I mean, he was behind the scenes and uh, in front of the camera, you know,
1: Right, uh, and yeah. he's
0: recognizable by the fans and everything.
1: I mean, yeah. I feel like this is some really like exciting news. I I, I don't know if people have necessarily uh, necessarily uh, thought about all of the ramifications of this. I mean, they're like, oh, great, Ring of Honor, it's going to survive, but like all of the stuff that could come from this is is pretty big.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm just curious to see where you know where it ends up going and what sure. they end up doing with it um i i have mixed thoughts around like the uh you know and i know we'll get to talk about the match and everything i mean uh um and the and the revolution event um but uh, around the idea of another faction not not even in as much of like like oh boy here we go another group um it it's not even completely all that to me with like Moxley and, uh, Danielson. It's, it's, uh, it's more of, um, I, I don't necessarily see them as needing to be together. Like I think Moxley is over. I think Danielson's over. I don't necessarily see a benefit to it. Um, or, you know, and, and Moxley is kind of a, like a lone wolf, you know, that's part of his, really a part of his character. I mean, yeah, he's been paired up with uh, Eddie, but I, I'm i not fully... I, I'll, I'll see where it goes, but I'm not, like, fully, uh, like, oh, man, I'm really super pumped about, like, the possibility that they're going to have a faction. It, it doesn't appeal yeah, to me. I,
1: I, yeah, I don't... Uh, I mean, they say, it like, a faction, but, I mean... I think even Danielson kind of referenced it in his uh, promo that when he was trying to convince Moxley to do this with him is where their focus may not necessarily be like a team focus, but like in, in a sense, a team that they would, they would strive uh, to push each other, like to – maybe go for championships whether it's the TNT championship or the the heavyweight championship and maybe a tag but not necessarily and that they would they would work with each other to try and push each other to those to those um you know those levels i think i think that was what i got out of it and i had kind of like uh i kind of had hopes that that would maybe be something that would occur you know like in that in that sense if it if it just ends up being them kind of not being any better than hardy family office or you know death triangle or or something like that then i don't really see a huge point in it
0: yeah i'm and and also just kind of like where their their characters are at i mean what does this mean again i i I get there could be shade, some shades of gray here, but Moxley's been, you know, since coming back, I mean, pre- pretty much in a, a face. Um, I know people might say like, well, he kind of treads the line. He's sort of like an anti-hero kind of character, that kind of thing. But like Danielson's been pretty clearly defined as a heel. I mean, <laughs> that's the character he's been playing. So I'm like, well, well, Okay, if they start like you know the the whole idea, the notion that Danielson had said in his promo was, well, we could take guys like like Daniel Garcia or uh, I wanted to say Lee Jordan, but that's like a character from Harry Potter. Um, what shoddy shoddy Lee? Yeah, is it Johnston or Johnston? shoddy sh-
1: shoddy Lee? Shoddy Lee Johnson? Shoddy
0: Lee Johnston? I have no idea, but they, they were going to take these guys and, and, and kind of uh, mold them and, tra- you know, or what train them or have them under. I, I don't know if that's like the idea where they're going, but again, you got like a heel, you got a face and I get like sometimes shotty, shotty Lee Johnson, Johnson. Okay. Sometimes characters in wrestling, yeah, they are thrown together and it's maybe it's temporary. So if it's sort of something like that, okay. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I, I, again, I, I just, I hope that it's not really kind of like confused or drawn out or, or what have you. It, um, right. Yeah. So again, I'll see, I'll see where it goes. But,
1: but um, there, there, there's a huge amount of potential for this. Uh, ring of honor this ring of honor uh, acquisition and what it could mean for the world of wrestling Uh, and I feel like I mean I know I know he can be really excitable about things but I also know that he has a great respect for um, history of wrestling Mm -hmm. I feel like uh, Tony Khan might be the right person to to have purchased it and maybe do something with it. Um, I, I heard a quote from, and I know you don't like the digs that CM Punk um, does to WWE because sometimes it just gets a little stale after a while. But he said something uh, on like the AEW post press conference from Revolution. And he said he was so happy that Tony Khan made that purchase. Because he feels like his uh, his legacy from Ring of Honor, his uh, career, like it, you know, like the all of these highlights of uh, from his career will get will get shown in the right light, and he'll he just won't end up uh, being a tab on some poorly devised app, but <laughs> that'll be hard to find which he's not wrong about their it's app. Not, yeah, I mean it's yeah. not
0: wrong. The the network on uh Peacock is hard to maneuver. Ne- and manage. Yeah, it's
1: pretty hard to navigate. <laughs> it was, I yeah. mean, I know it's a kind of a bit bit of a dig against WWE, but it was kind of funny like the that part was a little bit funny, but his sentiment about he felt like that Tony will do right by the name and the organization and um Everything that encompasses that, he, yeah, he feels like it's in good hands. Which
0: yeah, I mean, it's good I, to I hear. Disagree with that notion. I I I think that I mean probably to um, WWE, it may have been more of the video library, right? Yeah, because of who they who they currently have, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Okay, gets put up on the network, and and yeah, it's hard to navigate. But I I think, okay, I mean, WWE already has their developmental. So I think, like, for, you know, for WWE, it just would have been probably the video thing. To AEW, there's maybe a bit more to it. You know, there's more that they could do with, like, that name. And it's not only just the video library, but it's, like, okay let's maybe try to revive or uh keep this as like another brand if you will mm-hmm. um, and, 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 and and keep that legacy going so yeah I don't I don't disagree with what he's saying I mean uh you know I mean it, despite his uh you know bitter ex-girlfriend slight that he uh, uh has to throw in there but I mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I, I I think that um you know it 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 strikes me that it's gonna be uh it has the more of that potential to be something uh positive. Um, I,
1: I mean I think they have a lot of people in place or a lot of people potentially in place that could help lead it down a great path.
0: Sure, sure. I mean, like yeah. we were saying, Regal is one of them.
1: Yep. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's a bunch of others too. I mean, you know, and I mean, I know a lot of people don't like his on-screen character, but like somebody like QT Marshall, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: he, if he's got any involvement in it, uh, Jerry Lynn is another guy that's there, you know, he great mind for the business. Uh, And then some of the active talent that could potentially be like that we talked about, you know, that could be involved in it, that, whether it's on camera or behind the scenes, you know?
0: Well, it's interesting with this and this coming up, because then all the rumors kind of started too, just to not go too off, uh, you know, offline with us, but, uh, you know, about Cody and now there, you know, rumors. Oh, right. Yeah. I wanted
1: to get into that. Yep.
0: Rumors being that, you know, there may or may not actually be something with WWE at this point. Um, and <laughs> I remember we said, I said off pod, you know, and I did say it before. And I, uh, that I was like, uh, you know, I, I won't be convinced until I see Cody walking out on WWE television thus far that hasn't happened. And there's lots of rumors kind of circulating around whether that actually has happened so i i (laughs) you heard it here first folks um uh, i i I think it would be
1: pretty funny and i mean we've seen somebody do this uh one austin aries did this several years ago that and i i know the perfect guy to actually do this kind of level of troll is um we we saw Austin Aries do it when he came out to uh, a Ring of Honor event that we were at. Oh yeah! Right after right after uh, Brian Danielson got fired from WWE when he choked out Justin Roberts with the necktie.
0: Oh, um, yeah, like twenty ten. Th- yeah. That
1: level of trolling, I think the one guy that I could see maybe troll the audience a little bit and really fuck with them in this sense would be um, I could see Seth Rollins like coming out. Like dressed as Cody in some fashion.
0: Oh, sure. Yeah. I could.
1: <laughs> like entrance music, everything. I mean, he could even, I mean, if he, you know, the, the Stardust thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. I, I, just, I could see. Yeah. I just had this image because. <laughs> I mean he's not the most slender guy, but uh because Rollins and Owens are kind of paired up, I just like had this image of like Owens <laughs> and like the uh Stardust body like
1: bodysuit.
0: Bodysuit. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> well, it was um there's a there's a
1: great picture of him from a PWG event from several years ago. It was like um at the time he was in like a um he was in like a stable with the young bucks. And mm-hmm. he did a couple of six man matches where he dressed up in like the same type of outfit as like what the young bucks wear. Oh god. And it was pretty fucking funny looking. Like because he does not at all fit like in that kind of mold. No. Um I wonder if I could find it just so you could see it, because it's it's pretty funny. Oh yeah, here you go. Here's a good one. So over on the right hand side. Oh. <laughs> and then uh let's see. It's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they did they did that thing like briefly. Uh, if anybody would want to, it was called Mount Rushmore is what they called the stable. Um, And if you look up Mount Rushmore PWG, you can see what we're referring to. Um, anyway. uh Yeah. So this should be really interesting to see where this goes. Um, Obviously. I mean, there is, there is scheduled a ring of honor event for WrestleMania weekend. Hmm. Yeah. So. It'll be very interesting to see what happens with that, who's on it, uh, what sort of – I mean, I I don't know. I I don't know what it's going to end up being. Um, I mean, I know there's some of the Ring of Honor guys that were, like, previous talent there uh, signed for it already. So it's really kind of interesting. Um, we, We shall see what happens with that. Uh, but I do know that we have something that we want to talk about, and it's the the biggest thing that happened this past weekend in wrestling. It's uh, the Revolution pay per view. Um, yep. And oh my gosh, man! Uh, what a show! Uh, they definitely give you your money's worth. Uh, I'll I'll give AEW that. You spend fifty dollars, you're going to get fifty dollars worth of entertainment. I, I mean, you can't complain about what you got for that amount of money. You you did get quite a bit of action.
0: Yeah, uh, maybe just I mean, like an hour and a half. But yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, maybe maybe too much action. Uh, one might say.
0: <laughs> sure,
1: because uh, yeah, I mean, it was what over five hours long, including the pre-show.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So let's kind of let's run down this card, and uh, we'll we'll start out with the pre-show. Uh and we'll we'll kind of get some impressions as we as we go. Uh first off, and they intersperse these pre-show matches with kind of like some of the uh vignettes and uh stuff building the the main show matches up. So, uh the first match he had up was uh Layla Hirsch versus right. uh Chris Statlander. Uh nothing inherently wrong with the match per se. I mean, they, you know, I feel like uh I feel like they're building to like a good story between the two of them. Uh, I mean, it, they 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 have quite a bit of like a backstory built into the match and everything, and it was good. And Hirsch is uh, she's very small, but she's kind of convincing in a way. Like she's kind of like she looks tough. Yeah,
0: yeah, she's definitely <laughs> got like a like I mean. She's. I'm just looking at a Wikipedia. She's 4'11, but she's like like a very like uh compact kind of uh, yeah, but tough looking. You know, like just uh, almost in a way like compact, like um, not in the same build, uh, but like what I think of like uh, John Silver. How yeah, a little is bit. Like, like how he's kind of like. I mean, he's short. But I mean, he uh, is like muscular, but like you know, very like just like that compact build. Um, mm-hmm. So she's almost kind of like the same um, in a in a weird way. Um, this I, I I don't know. It was just sort of like it was kind of there for me. It was sort of unremarkable. Um, not, again, like you said, nothing nothing bad. I guess, but nothing really that jumped out to me.
1: Uh I mean she did get a nice um like uh okay. victory in the match, Layla did, uh, with very heelish uh 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 means, like by hitting her with the turnbuckle thing, uh, the like the metal from the turnbuckle, like they had a spare one under the ring, and she hit uh, Statlander with that. Uh yeah. Yeah, yeah. so um, uh, something that I know you were, uh, uh, and we'll we'll kind of go over some of these parts that weren't matches, but something that you were, uh, uh, I I don't know the word, Um, you heard the music hit, and it was Kenny Omega's music. And you're like, oh, great, he's back. But instead,
0: out comes
1: one Don Callis. Yes. And uh, he cuts a promo about how great the night is going to be for the elite. And, uh, you know, and the crowd is just eating it up as far as uh, him being a heel goes and how much hate they have for him. Uh, After that, we got Hook versus QT Marshall. This match was actually uh, somewhat longer than what I thought it was going to be. (laughs)
0: Yeah, a little bit longer than the other hook matches, which I guess I mean it kind of in some sense makes sense. Cause I mean if uh I mean I guess QT is a little bit more of a a test, quote unquote, for a uh, Hook. Um But yeah, we haven't we haven't really talked a whole lot about uh, about hook. Um I um, think, um, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, we we had a discussion
1: in the um in the chat with Jim about Hook, and I felt like he would maybe benefit, like if Ring of Honor does become a developmental thing, and he's he's got quite the following now, and he and people really do seem to like him. But I think he would benefit from maybe getting a little bit more time, and yep. you know, develop his um develop his craft a little bit more um just not i mean there's nothing wrong with what he does but i'd like to see him maybe just get a bit more like uh time under his belt
0: yeah i mean he's you know he's a young guy um
1: he's got a great look i mean
0: yeah i mean it's pretty unique i mean people i think uh it's it's been interesting over this last year because i i think people kind of you know liked him in an ironic way like they sort of you know they they're like oh man well like you know when's hook gonna get in the ring but people weren't sort of serious about it and sure um when it kind of came up that like, oh well, he's gonna finally wrestle, it suddenly shifted to this thing of like people were all about it. Um uh, and I I don't know, it's it's interesting with him because I he he does, I mean, he looks good with what he does. He's pretty, you know, smooth uh with the what he pulls off. His matches have been kind of kept short. Mm-hmm. Um and I mean that's not a bad thing. I mean they're trying to present him and make him look like this badass, and I, I think they've done a decent job with it. Yeah. Um, and I, I I don't know. I am interested to see where where things go with him. I mean he did <laughs> he did fine for a longer match. I mean it was five minutes, but mm-hmm. um, that much more. I'm curious to see like okay what's he look like maybe in like a 10 minute match a 15 minute match? How's his character developed from here? Um, right. And you know, does, does he talk at all? Like what, what happens? Like where's he evolve? Because I mean, as, as much as people are behind him, I mean, you know, fans can be pretty fickle and sort of get a little impatient. Uh, if things don't tend to um, change or progress, so I, I, I'm curious. Uh, it, it, he he kind of intrigues me um, in a way, uh, but yeah, I, I think he's looked good. I you know, and I think they've done a decent job with uh, how they've uh, built him up. He's got a lot of hype. The crowd's behind him, which is interesting too, because he's sort of like this getting a very much a face response and as part of a heel group.
1: Yeah. And, you know, you, you mentioned that and you are talking about like his popularity and whatnot, you know that he was like one of the top selling shirts at AEW shop this past year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I would heard about that.
1: Yeah. Which is pretty remarkable because I mean, like of all the other people that he was like on that list with. Yeah nowhere nearer level of experience as any of those other guys so sure. that was that was pretty significant uh <laughs> the next match on the pre-show uh this one probably was it, it was interesting and i don't know if it was necessarily for the right reasons um it, it was a six man match between the house of black malachi black brody king and buddy matthews versus the death triangle of Pac and penta obscuro and eric redbeard uh which is eric rowan it was all right uh but there was something really funny that we realized in this match and maybe you don't remember this but it because there was so much that happened on this event
0: but and it was Brody. a long match. I mean, I'm looking the Wikipedia. It was over 17 minutes.
1: Uh yeah. Uh Brody King.
0: Oh. God. <laughs> <laughs> um
1: what, what did he keep saying? What was it? Here Let's, we go. Oh, here we go. I think oh, so. Oh god. Over and over and over again, like just like repeatedly, like. I, I I don't know if it was your television or the way they mic'd the um the ring or what. Um, I know you messaged with your your buddy Scott from Salem uh, during these events. Did he say anything about
0: that, or did he note he, anything? Ab- kind of came off like he didn't know what I was talking about. Oh, so I I. I don't, I, I'm not sure on that. I can't say for certain. I'd be curious to hear some other responses to this. I wonder if it's something with your television and your,
1: uh, your surround sound system.
0: <laughs> Cause it's it it's, I'm just picking up things that wrestlers are saying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, well, it's weird
1: because the commentary was on like the front, like the speaker just under your television, the speaker bar. And then like all of the ring noise And the crowd were on the speakers behind us. And, but man, uh, Brody King was just like over and over and over again throughout that entire match here we go. Here we go. I was like, holy shit, you could have done a drinking game with the number of times he said that. It was
0: just,
1: it was fucking hysterical.
0: I don't think I would have made it like to like even halfway through the uh, main card probably
1: wouldn't have made it through that match. I mean, because it was 17 minutes long. It was just, it was crazy. It was really funny though.
0: Um, I almost wonder, I mean, you know, like he was saying that and I mean, you know, like maybe regardless whether, you know, it was just my sound system or, or, or whatever. Like, I, I and maybe people are used to it or what have you, you know, the, the communication in the ring or what, whatever. Uh, I, I would almost be distracted by it. Like, if I was re- a wrestler,
1: yeah, you know, I'd be like,
0: yo, you got to lay off that,
1: yeah. Like, one of his partners is like, dude, you keep saying that like 500 times during the match. Um, yeah. I, I do know, like, and I never have picked up on these things, but like, um, I watch, uh, there's a YouTube uh, uh, channel called Botchamania. Yeah. And they do a segment on every single one of their uh, episodes called You Talk Too Much. Oh, right. And it's usually like the, um, in the course of the matches, like when the wrestlers are calling a match in the ring and they're too loud and it gets picked up. Yeah. I kind of wonder like if how you had it like set or whatever on this event, if that's what maybe that guy does to kind of separate the audio of the commentary out from the wrestlers calling it in the ring. Like it, it comes through like different channels and that's how he's able to like pick out when the wrestlers are talking really loud in the ring. Like Maybe. something by that token, because I, that's what I kind of felt like it was. Is like it was just almost like your your the different uh, the different audio was coming through different parts of your the channels on your surround sound system. It was very it was very interesting though.
0: I mean, if the <laughs> if there's one uh, if there's one wrestling related podcast that I listen to, that I'll pick out and call those things out. Um, it'll probably be Jim Cornette. Um, I I think, I mean, if it was like, if, if it wasn't just my sound system and it was something bigger than that, then, um, I mean, he will certainly comment on this. But I did find, yeah, I mean, I found it odd. And I mean, it almost like, where we were watching it, but we were laughing so much about, uh, the here we go part of it, that sort of like the, it almost detracted away from the match.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a decent match. Nothing really yeah. to complain about. were I mean, some
0: pretty, uh, athletic moves. I mean, even like, I mean, we don't see, uh, uh, Rowan Redbeard or whatever, uh, all that, all that much, uh, really, um and I mean he looked pretty good in it and uh but yeah I mean it was it it was a lengthy uh for um a pre-show, a pre-show match yeah yeah it was it was pretty pretty long they good they gave this uh, one like a lot of time.
1: I was honestly kind of surprised like when we we got to your house and like we were talking about like oh man they got a lot of matches to have tonight and you're like oh well this one's on the pre-show. Oh, and this one's on the pre-show, and then you name three matches that were on the pre-show. I'm like, holy cow! And it was only an hour long pre-show, so I'm like, man, that's going to be most of the pre-show. That's kind of nice in a way, because um, I mean,
0: I, mean, I, w- I typically you don't watch try to do a lot of talk.
1: Yeah, I typically don't watch like NFL game shows because I don't like just to hear people talking about what they think is going to happen in the game. And that's kind of what like I feel like the WWE uh pre-show is like they might have they might have one match and then they just have like an out like almost an hour of those people sitting at that desk talking about all of the different matches that are coming up. And it get- gets kind of tiring to me.
0: Uh, what's your what's your take on um I mean kind of having to do with this match, but somebody that was like outside was uh Alex Abrahantes. uh his like get up and everything like how they shifted this uh uh penta and his character the kind of slightly it's like okay he's wearing the same makeup but he comes out there's a tombstone and whatever maybe it's supposed to be it's some darker right. version of like this character but then alex is like with white makeup and he's dressed as like i don't know like a druid or something or what what i what's your take about that it's
1: odd uh i mean the guy started out in AEW as like a spanish commentator so i, I feel like the uh, Abrahanta's uh character It really freaking strange um yeah. he starts out in a w is like a spanish commentator and now all of a sudden he's wearing like this crazy getup and he's his face is all painted and it's just nuts like i don't know where it came from like i get like okay like maybe the 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 house of black brought out this bad side of um of penta but all of a sudden the manager has a bad side too apparently and he's
0: all like he's gonna match up with the, the wrestler that he's managing i don't know yeah it just it it struck me as a little weird maybe even a little goofy um because he's not bad i mean he's good like i mean w- under kind of his regular sort of coming out and he's got the um you know, he's all like, kind of like, like a hype man, really, and like he's coming out. He's got a very energetic, and uh, people mm-hmm. like saying, You know, the penta says, and uh, he kind of have a bit of a a catchphrase with that. Um, it right. it it is a weird shift uh, <laughs> with with yeah. this, but I don't yeah. disagree. Yeah.
1: All right, so. I mean, yeah, the decent match. Uh I like the finish actually. The finish, like the finishing move that they did on uh Redbeard was kind of uh neat. Uh so but why don't we get into the main show? Because there's a lot to cover yeah. on this main show. So the first match up uh on the pay-per-view was uh Chris Jericho versus Eddie Kingston. I yeah. really I like the build to this match and I really actually liked the story of the match itself
0: i enjoyed it yeah um i i liked about and we've talked about this around the build and like um i that i think that uh you know for jericho this is probably you know even promo wise maybe uh some of the more interesting stuff uh that he's done in recent memory i mean i was pretty negative on chris jericho too a few 2 3 episodes ago where i mean i yeah i i said of him and cody i was like have you seen a, a bigger fall from grace basically uh you know than those two yeah and this was you know the the this build with it and it kind of involving uh the other inner circle members uh you know in particular Santana and Ortiz um I, I, like i i i felt the 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 build up of the promos to it 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 seemed like it, it made sense to me and it wasn't like just goofy um and it was—it didn't feel like what Jericho has kind of been, done in the last like year plus. Um, and also, I mean, you know, a lot of people have commented. He, Jericho's gotten himself back into pretty, you know, pretty, really good shape. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, so uh, that's great. Uh, and. You know, I haven't always been big about Eddie Kingston and his matches. I always think that like promo wise, he's, he's pretty believable. And he comes across like, um, you know, that that's who he is. Like who you're, who you're seeing on TV is who, who he is in, uh, quote unquote, real life. But I, I have it that hasn't always translated to me with his matches. So this one I was more pleasantly surprised by. if for anything just i thought that they gelled pretty well there's still little nitpicky things around like some of kingston's moves i'm not a fan of those like quick chops in the corner like that it just looks like he's like uh, again like patting them um Uh, like the the japanese
1: style kobashi uh chop yeah
0: i i don't like that it's just that they don't look good to me they look weak like it doesn't yeah. look like hard hitting. It's just like, oh, let me do rapid, and it's just like, like he's sort right. of like patting them. But that's, I mean, th- that if anything is like a a, a minor quibble. Um, mm-hmm. I thought I thought it was a pretty good opener. Um, right. yeah, yeah, and, and and I thought the length of it was uh, decent. Just a, you know, just a under fourteen minutes. So I, I thought the, um, the match, the mat, they worked pretty well in it um and of yeah. course
1: there will be a follow-up um tomorrow night on dynamite or on the next dynamite episode this will probably come out after that but uh jericho is going to have a follow-up and um because at the end of the match uh it wasn't a stipulation per se but it was kind of like a almost like a gentleman's agreement that if Jericho lost, he would shake the hand of Eddie Kingston and he refused to shake his hand. So there's going to be maybe some follow-up to to that. And uh, it might be that they have another match or, you know, maybe he just, you know, comes out and apologizes and wants to shake Eddie's hand. You know, I, I don't know, but it it, it you know, there, there's gonna be a little bit more to this, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean I can but, see this being I mean uh, Jericho kinda going full heel and then uh Yeah.
1: Um
0: I mean it may be I, I don't I don't know because then there's like that notion of Santana and Ortiz and I think I mean where they kind of left off it was they had a bit of a, uh, interaction with Jericho, I think on last week's dynamite and they seemed to kind of be all right with each other. Mm. So I wonder where this kind of, where this ended, what that lent, you know, what that lends itself to, um, part of me, I'm curious if like, there's something of like a swerve here. Um, And not the other swerve that showed up at the pay-per-view but uh uh you know you think that santana and ortiz are gonna are are gonna go with uh with uh kingston do they actually uh you know kind of swerve and like uh stay with jericho i don't i don't know um I, I think it would be better if they kind of maybe if they were going to go with one of them that they maybe go with uh, Kingston and we kind of, uh, uh, because I think the inner circle has kind of hit its, uh, you know, maybe a bit of its expiration date.
1: Um. So, yeah. Yeah. So next up, we had uh, the AEW World Tag Team Championship match between... The champions, Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus versus uh Red Dragon of Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, and uh the Young Bucks. Mm-hmm. This match it was interesting, and I I was I was surprised that they did this, but then they kind of really they stuck to it far more than I thought they were going to. Was that it wasn't like a triple threat match um, by the normal standards that uh, all three teams would have a competitor in the ring at the same time. It was that only uh, two teams would have a person in the ring at the same time. And and I, I was shocked that they actually did that but they used it as a um, a tool in the match quite a bit. Uh, uh, quite a bit to get, get from point A to point B. Uh, and it, it worked in some sense, but, I mean, obviously you knew with the people involved that it was going to break down.
0: Yeah. Um. Uh,
1: but <laughs> they did continue to go back to it over and over again. You know, as far as, like, uh, pinning the legal man and making sure that the right people were in the ring for the pinfalls and pinfall attempts and whatnot. So, I mean, they did keep going back to it. Uh, it, it was kind of what you would have expected the match to be, honestly, though.
0: Yeah, and, I mean, that kind of speaks to some of, like, the uh, the, the things that I, you know, have and with this match issues. uh is that i mean there definitely were like points in it that i was like okay like they're kind of keeping with some rules and it's like all right i i i went back and i kind of took a look at some of this one as well um because i know like i i went back mainly to kind of rewatch the main event but i Mm -hmm. stopped and i kind of took a look at some of the other matches and, and this one included and there were aspects of it that I was like, I was, I was into it and, uh, that I, um, that I thought like, okay, this, this is pretty, this is, uh, this is, uh, decent. And then it kind of like broke down. Um, and you know, uh, they, they bucked it up and, uh, <laughs> and, and they, you know, and they come in there and they do their thing. Um, and everybody's in there and it's just a bit, it's you know, it's what it is. Um, so I, I yeah, I was so, sort of so, so I, I coming out of what, like taking a look at some of it again, I came away with it of, I would have rather seen just jungle or jungle express, <laughs> Jurassic express, uh, uh, against, uh, red dragon. I probably would have rather just seen that um, than the Young Bucks also involved. Um, I get the bigger picture. It sort of lends itself to that storyline mm-hmm. uh, with both of both of them kind of involved and Adam Cole there and then whatever, uh Omega makes his return. Um, so I, I get that there's that aspect to it. But it's just in terms of, like, the match on its own, I probably would have just rather had it be those two teams.
1: Sure, sure. I I, I could understand that. I felt like the sequence, though, of matches kind of lent itself to almost more of the same with the next match. Not necessarily that it was a, a tag team match or whatnot, but, like, another kind of, like, car crash kind of match. Right in, a, right in order, although there was a lot of car crash kind of matches uh, this past Sunday, um, but you had uh, you had the uh, the face of the revolution uh, uh, match uh, ladder match with the winner receiving a TNT championship opportunity uh, coming up a week from tomorrow, uh, but you had uh, Keith Lee Wordlow. Powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks, Orange Cassidy, and Christian Cage, in uh, this match, and again, it, it was good. It was uh, uh, the match that we get really got a kick out of last year for them grabbing the uh, the brass ring, or AKA the Sonic the Hedgehog ring, or yeah. the uh, the hemorrhoid pillow uh, yeah. <laughs> match, uh, and it was. It was interesting who they had in this match because they had some, like, really stout guys in this with uh, Keith Lee, uh, Wordlow and Powerhouse Hobbs all in the match. And it, they kept kind of playing to that as far as, like, them facing off against each other throughout the, throughout the course of the match, really. And then you had, like... Starks, who I thought was great in this, um, I really liked him. I thought mm-hmm. he was, I thought he was great in the match. Uh, there, there's only one quibble that, and it's a guy that uh, seems to be popping up out of nowhere, time and time again of late. Your good buddy uh, Danhausen.
0: Yeah, uh- <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I just, I. I just don't know what what they're doing. I mean, I've I've seen some of his stuff like on um YouTube or uh um or it just little clips or whatever. Um yeah, I know I mentioned that uh uh you know he had uh sent uh those uh cameos to like Jim Cornette and obviously yeah, I mean I listened to Cornette as we've talked about, but um and, and they were humorous and there was stuff that uh uh you know all the they even uh jim and his uh, co-host they got a kick out of and i i got a kick out of it just because of this guy is uh his character is just weird you know kind of weirdly interesting but that's all that it kind of was was just like okay he's sending these to uh to um and it it's kind of a, just a thing to get it like a fun response out of but then to see him he's coming out and i mean during orange cassidy's matches uh, i think most often uh more associated right because
1: he's affiliated with the best friends
0: yeah and he's putting curses on people and mm-hmm. i mean the it's kind of like curses not like a Papa Shango way that there's actually a response but i think like he's putting a curse and uh the other people are looking at him like what the hell and then it's basically it's like a distraction kind of thing um but it, it's it? <laughs> <laughs> well maybe maybe or well maybe it actually is a curse and like that we'll see some backstage footage of them throwing up on someone you um, never know. Yeah. Or some black goo coming down their face. Um, I just, yeah, it 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 takes away it takes it away uh be out of it or and takes away from the match. Um Great. which I I I overall I enjoyed. Um and yes, uh you know there's a shocker a match that Orange Cassidy was involved with and I uh, didn't absolutely hate it. Um, he,
1: he had some fun moments in it, I think, with the big guys uh, where he kept getting in the middle of them all and they just kind of look at, uh, at him and just go, just get out of here. You know, I think at one point Keith Lee threw him like 20 yards. I was
0: actually kind of worried about him with that spot because, I mean, he, uh, I think, I mean, he almost like blew past the guys that were like intended to catch him.
1: Right, yeah,
0: on the rampway, and he. I mean, it looked like he landed fairly hard. Um, there was something I mean, I'll give him, uh, you know, credit. I mean, the one thing I have said about him is he is athletic. Oh, is
1: this Sean's kudos moment of the week? Uh,
0: faint praise. (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
1: come on, we're sponsored by kudos. It's
0: but um
1: they don't make them anymore but we have a sponsorship uh
0: but i was gonna say like his pull up onto the ladder like that was kind of a cool moment i'll i'll give it that i'll i'll you know that um you know and obviously i mean he wasn't gonna i didn't have him as being the one that was gonna win this i mean the eventual winner was sort of like, I I was like, yeah, it's most likely, like with 95% certainty, going to be, well, Wardlow. I mean, the Uh, other
1: guy that we kind of thought, because, I mean, he had just debuted, and he maybe had a good chance to win this, uh, because of the fact that he debuted was Keith Lee. Uh, But I felt like if he wasn't going to win taking them out of the match the way they did was the way to do it. It was appropriate.
0: Right. And I I could see it probably the next uh, thing that will end up doing is some program against Hobbs. Yeah. Yeah. But I but, mean, he, yeah, I, I mean, everybody played their roles pretty well. Um, you're right. I mean, I, I, I'm a big fan of Ricky Starks. I, I agree. He was, uh, he was really impressive in this. um Yeah. Even if it's like intended to be something for younger guys, I mean, having a Christian in there, I, I, you know, I think he did his, you know, his role really well. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I, I, I liked, uh, you know, I, I, in general, I liked this one. Um, I thought it was Mm -hmm. pretty good for, you know, that multi-man ladder match uh, that sometimes uh, gets a little chaotic, but I mean, it was, it was fun, a fun watch.
1: Yeah. All right. So next up, we had well <laughs> the announcement of uh, the latest signee to AEW, and it was somebody that has recently been in WWE. Yeah. And I'm laughing at this because of Shivani.
0: Yeah, because you
1: you weren't looking directly at the screen, and Shivani going, "All right." Well, we have an announcement. Uh, we have a new signee. And I'm like, oh, I know who it is. And it was because Shivani had the contract on yeah. a clipboard, and he kept flashing, like, the front of the the contract at, at the camera. And you could see, plain, and plain as day, who it was. And I go, oh, it's Swerve. And you go, Spoilers. Huh. And I'm like, what? He just flashed like I go, oh, I didn't see it. And then, like, you said that. And, like, a second later, he did it again.
0: <laughs> you know what? And I don't necessarily think that I saw it the second time.
1: I don't think you did. I think you looked back down again. I was like, he did it again. <laughs> so, yeah, they, they signed um, uh, Shane Swerve Strickland, which... He might be one of those guys, actually, you know, we mentioned AEW or Ring of Honor. We mentioned Ring of Honor and uh, the potential of maybe having some names uh, go down there and be, you know, bigger names. But like to work in the developmental, he might be one of those guys that could do that because he's been around for a while. Yeah, he's not young. He's he's been he's been around the block for a while. So he definitely has some experience. So I feel like that might be a good opportunity. And I mean, he's got
0: a great character. Yeah. And I mean, the fans really, uh, you know, we're, we're into, uh, we're into him. Yeah. It's interesting. I looked him up. You said he's not, he's not young. I mean, he's 31. So. Yeah. I mean, he's not, he's not old. No, no, but he's he's,
1: been, he's got some good experience.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's, he's coming into it with experience. I mean, he's not like uh, totally just, you know, brand, brand new. Um, All right. But yeah, I mean, the fans were pretty excited to see him. I, you know, it's just, it, it's again, I mean, I'll be curious again to see what they do with the ring of honor thing. Like we're saying, uh just, because I mean the 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 criticism has been like, my God, there's keep signing, signing, signing. And it's like, yeah. where do they go? Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they do. All
1: right. So the next match up was uh Jade. Uh, the next matchup was Jade Cargill uh versus Ty Connie for the TBS Championship. And um One thing I want to make of note is uh, playing Jade Cargill out uh, for her entrance was uh, somebody that we saw uh, just before um, the start of the pandemic. We saw um, one uh, Stone Kingfish Ingram. We saw him in Buffalo, and he was playing Jade Cargill out for her uh, entrance uh, the other night. And he yeah. actually made a post on his Facebook saying about how how he's been like a longtime fan of wrestling and he was so he was so happy to be there and to meet everybody and that he had a great time. So it was it was cool to see also him get that kind of exposure.
0: Yeah, that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was great to see him too. Like he yeah, he and he was absolutely wailing too, man. He was, he was playing great. Uh, oh
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a pretty cool theme that she's got, and I mean, it, it was uh, yeah. I mean, he looked he looked cool. I know he was kind of uh, um, dressed in like a uh, almost kind of a shimmery outfit. Like it was kind of hmm. it, it was pretty neat. Um, hmm. The match I was it was oh okay.
1: It was what I expected it was going to be. Yeah, I, I the, the I I think. The women's division in AEW is vastly improved, but I think the two women that hold the titles are definitely the cream of the crop, and I don't see anybody beating them anytime soon for the
0: titles. Not, yeah, not really. I mean, Jade is, I mean, definitely more of like, kind of like the, uh, uh, like a character, I mean like her matches tend to be shorter, and it makes sense for them to be. Mm-hmm. Um because she's got just like a very dominant presence to her. Yeah. Um and then well, especially this uh like undefeated uh streak. yeah um, that's exactly so, what I was gonna say. Yeah now
1: and, they're finally starting to talk about how she's like 29 and oh
0: yeah yeah
1: so make you know, make no mistake they're gonna I think that, that's kind of playing a part in why I said that was that 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 they're starting to play up that oh, she's undefeated, you know that sort of thing. when they start to mention that, it's like okay, they're they're probably in this for a long term.
0: And there was something uh, in this match. Uh, it was like I think we were both like, oh, was um Anna Jay taking like a kick from uh, on the outside from uh, Jade. And mm-hmm. like, I mean, she just like, like into the like the table, like the timekeeper table. And it just looked pretty, uh, it looked pretty brutal. So, yeah, um, that, it, yeah. it was cool. It was cool looking. Um, I, I don't know so much of how, you know, I know people were kind of like, well, um, I, I think what, well, uh, the, the, the wwe or whatever had passed on ty conti i think or released her at some point yeah and, and people are like oh well finally you know she's uh, getting some due in uh aew i'm gonna be a little bit negative here but i'm not so really sure uh on sunday that i saw something that really impressed me uh, uh, i i don't know i i I, I don't know if the if it was just the up this match if they did, just didn't blend well. Um, I just really wasn't like into it, and I wasn't really too impressed with uh, with Ty. Um, yeah, like, coming out of this match, I I just I, I don't know. May, maybe it was just this one, but I sort of came out of it like. eh.
1: I, I feel like she she has moments when she looks really good and. She's got a great look, I think. But yeah, sometimes the wrestling's a little bit lacking, I feel. Uh, I mean, maybe <laughs> maybe her uh working so much with uh, Sammy Guevara might be a uh might be something that uh helps her out. If you're not aware, they're actually a couple now. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if you knew that or not.
0: No, no, I, yeah, I'm aware.
1: Okay, yeah, he uh, he uh, dropped uh, the girl that he got engaged to, <laughs> like and over then, the like, summer.
0: Soon after, like yeah, after drop. like within gonna, a couple of months. I really thought you were gonna go immature here and be like, yeah, maybe her working with Sammy Guevara. Know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, uh,
1: <laughs> that that's just.
0: <laughs> yeah
1: yeah i mean maybe maybe she i i think she's still kind of green to it though
0: yeah and maybe that's just it i, I and, and maybe that's where like her being in that position i mean the, the the thing is is that like could you argue jade is in sort of that same place i mean is jade in a position to be sort of the um the the ring general in that way and be the one to lead a match against somebody else who's green quote unquote as well. I don't know. I mean even if they kind of keep things short under 7 minutes for this one, it it still there was enough in it that I kind of it was just like I'm not so sure how how good this came across. Yeah. I think you know Jade maybe uh, needs some opponents that can help to kind of guide guide it along more than somebody else who's maybe still finding her footing. Yeah, I mean, I would hope that um, having
1: uh, Serena Deeb in the locker room might help some of these ladies.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Because, I mean, she, I mean, what she's doing on Rampage right now is great, but she's also, I mean, she's been around for so long and she's, she's great at her, she's great at her job. She's great at, uh, she's, she's a great character. Uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, I just, I really dig what she, uh, what she does and, uh, she can definitely help, she can definitely help everybody involved. Um, So why don't we get to the next match though? Because uh, I I mean, this card was long and it's going to, it's going to take a while to get through this stuff. But um, the next match up was maybe my most anticipated match of the night uh, was the dog collar match between uh, CM Punk and MJF.
0: Uh, Same with uh, just in terms of anticipation. Well, and if not for nothing i mean if i look over this card and i look over like build wise for me it was the most well constructed well put together build um of like any any of these matches i think um it's not to say that other ones didn't I mean there was a build with Kingston and Jericho there was build with moxley and Danielson like I'm not saying that this was the only match on the card that had any sort of like build or decent or good build uh to it but I just feel like this was like promo wise the prior match that they had uh the anticipation around it um. it it had all of those things going for it that for me, like lent it lended itself to like, Hey, yeah, this is the one that I'm looking forward to.
1: Right. And uh, I won't, I won't disagree with you Uh, that. I mean, running, running up and down this card, a lot of the different matches did have some good build. But this easily was uh the best of the the best. I mean as far as building to the match and the storyline that they presented and everything like that. Uh the match itself, man, it was it was great. It 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 really I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed how they, they, they played into a lot of different things with it. Man, I, I just enjoyed this one. I enjoyed watching it. I know a lot of people don't care for uh the blood, but it I mean it's a dog collar match. It should have blood, right? Um yeah. And yeah. I, I mean, yeah, you could argue, oh well, maybe they shouldn't have dog collar matches, but that that notwithstanding, um it just masterclass at telling a story in the ring, and these guys just put it all out there. And uh, it, it just, it works so well, man. I just, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed how the guys work together. I think that, uh, uh, I mean, I, I think clearly uh, they're both moving on to different things after this. I think this was kind of like the blow off between them. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, but it was really enjoyable to watch these two work together. Yeah. Over the course of the entire story. Uh, all that being said, uh, I mean, if you got to think that the next thing up for MJF is worth low, right?
0: I mean, it makes the most sense with where this match ended, uh, um, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, and I. I liked. I mean, the like Wardlow is kind of. Um, I mean, he's he's doing well in terms of like just his like, and has been over the last several weeks of like his like facial mannerisms, like his uh, reactions to thing that things that MJF is doing. It'll yeah. it will be interesting to see. I mean, to uh, well at this point it's you know tomorrow for us, but uh, the next episode of Dynamite. It'll be interesting to see, like, you know, what's MJF's reaction. What, you know, what uh, happens with, uh, you know, Wardlow. You know, I mean, is he, you know, officially kicked out of uh, uh, Pinnacle, Pinnacle? Um, or you know, is he is he fired? Does he uh, does he, you know, because in storyline, right, he is Mm -hmm. hired by. He works for mjf yeah or had been do mm-hmm. they go something storyline that does he lose the um face of the revolution thing or whatever uh or did they do something along the lines of that you know um i so there's a lot of different ways that i think this could go um just on the match, the, the the match itself, uh, I yeah, I th- I think this was arguably like my match of the night. Um, the action, the intensity with it, I don't mind the blood. Um, I think it really it added something to it. Um but there was one thing, I mean, I could maybe say like I, I, maybe like the attacks were unnecessary. I, I don't know if you needed it, it needed it, it? <laughs> needed. Uh, It um because I mean there was already so much blood in the match and so much intensity. Again, that's a probably a very minor, minor thing. Um, it didn't like it certainly didn't ruin it for me or anything like that. It just like was like okay, I don't I don't even know that they really needed to do that. If ultimately the finish was that he gets knocked out by the dynamite diamond ring. That's that's your finish. Uh so I but I I like this. I've enjoyed this feud. Um I mean by and large it's probably been one of the better things in AEW over the last several months. You know, even probably since Punk has came into AEW, I would say storyline like with like actually having a a a, a program this fe- feels like the most like cohesive story kind of like, you know, build and feud that he's had. Um, and in, in my opinion, um, you know, he had some where he's like, well, I'm going to fight the young guys and I'm going to face these uh, younger guys. And he faces Darby and he faces, uh, Hobbs and he faces, uh, some other people, but it all just felt kind of like one-offs, um this actually had like the feeling of like, okay, this is actually like a feud to me. Um, So I, yeah, uh, I really, really enjoyed this. I thought it was great.
1: Do you think, I mean, I don't know how this works. I mean, obviously, you know, like Paul Turner gets a salary from AEW. Do you think like having to referee a match like this and, you know, you, you kind of, I mean, somewhat put your body on the line while refing a match like this. Do you think maybe the referees thro- or the referees, the the wrestlers throw him like a little tip for being involved in it? You know, the thumb tax,
0: compensated or something, uh, yeah. a little extra. I mean, yeah. like maybe you know. they throw
1: him like a little extra, going, "Hey, thanks, Paul." <laughs> you know, I I kind of wonder about that sometimes. Like with, the, you know, like these guys are having to count pinfalls and there's thumbtacks everywhere and you know he could end up with thumbtacks in his hand or his knee or whatever you know you just you wonder kind of like what you know do these guys kind of maybe get ha- hazard pay if you will
0: hey uh, TK throws him a few Adderall and uh oh yeah <laughs> all I right got to- <laughs> I can see like TK like you know, reaches into his pocket and a bunch of like, you know, white stuff kind of comes out. He's like, whoops, wrong pocket, and goes in the other one and like takes out his wallet. All right.
1: <laughs> oh boy. Uh so the next match up was uh Dr. Britt Baker. M mm-hmm. D. Versus Thunder Rosa for the AEW uh, Women's Championship. The Women's World Championship, I should say. Uh, I like the match. Don't get me wrong. I like the match. I think one of the things that it suffered from a little bit was a bit of a hangover from the previous match.
0: Yeah, I I was going to kind of say something to that, that this was sort of the beginning of the point of the evening where I was like, I, I got to that place of like, okay, how many more are there? And, right. And, and I think just out of like that last match was, you know, long and not that like it shouldn't have been or wasn't or you know wasn't good or whatever obviously we just you know very much put it over and whatnot but we were we were already a bit quite a bit into this event and Mm -hmm. i agree with you i think it was very much like a it had the sort of the unfortunate uh position of going on after uh mjf and punk This one, I just, uh, there was sort of like the good with it, but then to me, uh, again, maybe a bit too long and maybe also a bit too much in the way of like the interference. There was several different points where there was interference and like interference spots where I was like, okay is this gonna be a and no it's not and oh is this gonna be the ending and no it's not and i'm just like that kind of that kind of like dragged on me for uh you know if i'm to be completely honest about this one it, it kind of pulled it down a bit for me
1: i can understand that um i, I- I felt like at the beginning of the match, yeah, I did have a little bit of like uh punk MJF hangover. I was vested in the match by the end of it. Like the the finish, I was like, oh, this is this is going good and I liked how it went. And it it, it had a good finish to it. So like by the end of the match, they kind of pulled me back in a little bit. Um it it, it did suffer though from being the follow-up after the uh the punk and mjf match. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, not horrible, not a horrible match by any stretch, but it just it kind of suffered from that. I felt, and that's uh,
0: probably more of it. And this one, I didn't end up like completely like rewatching. Um, Some, you know, I, I I looked at it at points, but and like some of the action was really good. You know, I do like Brett Baker. I do like Thunder Rosa. Um. Yeah, i i think I think that they put together a match, and it probably on its on its own, you know, when you when you haven't, you know, already watched what you've had, and you know, f- and trying to follow up that last one, it, it probably on its own in a vacuum is, uh, you know, really uh, quite good. You know, if you're able to just watch it yourself, uh, you know, and just, just that match, it might come across a little bit better um and, and that's just me i mean it uh you know I'm, I'm sure a lot of people really you know really enjoyed it like liked it but it it did suffer for uh to me from it's where it's it it was positioned
1: so next up i mean it just keeps going you know uh and i mean none of these matches were slouches per se Uh, But, I mean, it was just – you're into, like, hour four of this thing at this point, you know? Yeah. You really are. You're at hour four, and you're just like, oof. (laughs) You had uh, John Moxley versus Brian Danielson, which you're like, oh, my God, this is, like, easily, you know – and no – I'm not trying to sugarcoat it – literally main event in any arena in the country.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and this was probably my second favorite match of the night.
1: I I felt like it started out a little slow for me, but it started to, it started to pick up for me, I guess. Like I got more vested into it and I liked how Moxley kind of uh, wrestled the match. Like he was doing a lot of stuff that you weren't expecting out of him. Mm-hmm. Like more like Matt wrestling, and less brawling and stuff like that. And they really got into a good story of where like uh Danielson was trying to keep the match in the ring and kind of play to that. And it ended up by the end of it, I was, I was kind of like happy with the match. I was feeling that fatigue though, from how long this event was at this point. Like I, I really yeah. was, Uh but this I, I, Oh, go ahead. I know. I, I was going to agree with you. I did enjoy it. It was. It was probably my second favorite of the night.
0: This one, it, I, I it picked me up a little bit. So I caught like probably by this point, like my, you know, eighth wind of the night. Uh, <laughs> I could
1: understand that.
0: I, uh, but I, you know, I, I found that like I. I did get more invested like you're saying like i was able to like okay i'm gonna get in, you know i'm more invested in this one and it was that pace and where i've kind of liked um some of the stuff with moxley of late in that he's wrestling more of like a a bit more in ring not spilling out immediately to the outside it's kind of been something a bit different since he's returned um and i think we talked about this on a recent episode that that's been something noticeable about him but i you know i i enjoyed this match even it was interesting i didn't immediately catch it like the uh the finish and and you know, when I sort of rewatched, I took a look at parts of this match as well and caught like the ending of it. I was like, oh, okay, that was the pin. Because it was interesting. Moxley kind of caught him in this sort of a surprise, uh, pinning predicament, caught uh, Danielson. So, um, I but I enjoyed this one. I wasn't sure completely too what had led to like the uh, bleeding with the blood. Uh, in this one, like where Moxley started uh, bleeding, but um, I, I thought this was, I thought this was good. Um, yeah. yeah,
1: and of course, it I, led to the aforementioned thing that we talked about earlier in the episode with, uh,
0: with Regal, Regal
1: uh, coming out and uh, forcing them to shake hands, and maybe there's some sort of alliance or something that's going to happen. We we shall see. We shall see where that heads. Yep, the the next the next matchup. (laughs) (laughs) I I just I mean we we just keep going. I mean it's just like you know we're almost there. We're almost there, and you're just like, whoo! I can't believe we got this match up next. Was and you knew this match was going to be a car crash of a match because it was a tornado six man uh tag match right yeah and it was uh it was darby allen sammy guevara and sting versus the andrade hardy family office and it was andrade el Idolo, uh matt hardy and uh isaiah cassidy in this match
0: mm-hmm.
1: and i got into this match way more than I should have. I don't even know why. Uh, But I got to say,
0: Sting, how old is Sting now? Sting is uh, 62. Uh, He's actually going to be turning 63 uh, on the 20th of this month, March 20th.
1: Jumping off of a balcony through four tables, <laughs> doing a splash. Yeah,, uh, kind of crazy.
0: Yeah, um, I it's weird with this one because it was that car crash type of match, um, which we anticipated. And we've talked about it off pod, but like did this match need to be on this show? And right. I don't necessarily think it needed to be. Y- yeah, I mean I, I, I get and understand to an extent like the around the build of it. You kind of got like this uh you know. They've been, uh, Andrade's been, you know, had tried to recruit Darby and like, obviously he's involved with Sting. Mm-hmm. You know, Andrade yeah. also kind of went for Guevara, it's, you know, it, it's just sort of like a mishmash of like, uh, uh, of, of guys that were sort of involved with each other, Right. um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, they're crazy and this will, you know, sort of play into something in the last match, but like watching sting dive through and go through with four tables, um, was nuts. Yeah, it was completely. (laughs) It's crazy enough for, you know, anybody who you think like, like, you know, like a, a a Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, or, or, you know, whatever, uh, You know, at a younger age, but then for you know nearly sixty three years old, for Sting to be going through all those tables, um, it it was a bit uh, crazy. I mean, I I was like, oh my god, like this is this is nuts. Um, So obviously, that like sort of drew a response out of uh, out of uh, you know anybody watching that you know, with that moment. So it, could it be fun in a way of watching a car crash? Sure. But I just, I, I really do think like um, this could have probably just aired on any episode of dynamite. Um, it didn't, it did not need to be, you know, at another 13 minutes plus to, to be on this card.
1: Agreed. I I agree with you on that. On that Yeah. Question so that brings us to that brings us to the main event Mm -hmm. uh we have adam versus adam yep uh hangman adam page the AEW world champion versus uh adam cole baby and you know sean's all about the boom yeah uh, it was good. I, I gotta say, I mean, I don't remember a lot about the match, and I, I honestly wanted to go and try and rewatch it. And You don't know why I, I we kind of have spoken to this all, already. You know, I don't remember a lot about the match is I was so fatigued from all of the other stuff.
0: Yeah, I yeah. really was.
1: I, I, I mean, I know who won, I know how he won and everything, but I, 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 I mean. I wanted to kind of watch it again.
0: Yeah. And Um, I mean, that's the reason why I went back and and did Um, because for exactly just that it was a long night um, uh, of wrestling of a lot of stuff that happened. It it was just, it was all, you know, so much of everything. And I get, they want to try to do like this, and this is maybe a separate topic, they want to try to present something for everyone. And, mm-hmm. you know, because they, you know, they don't have, they've, they've got like the pay-per-views that they have, right? I mean, they've got four of them throughout the year. I I like that. I, I do really like that because uh, it helps for them to build up stories without it being so like, month to month uh i I mean obviously
1: i think if they go like the route of a streaming service you'll get more
0: yeah sure sure more like Um, specials or i mean and they already do kind of like the uh the special episodes of dynamite where it's almost Mm -hmm. sort of like you know if you think of like clash of the champions how they have like you know some pay-per-view quality stuff but it, it I, I know that they try to fit in a lot of like everything for everyone to make every, sort of make everybody happy um and fit in as many people as he can but this was again a match that was at the very end of a long night and it it in and of itself was a lengthy match at like almost 26 minutes yeah um, i mean
1: you had you had no less than um You had one, two, three, three matches that were 20 minutes plus on this card. And then you had an additional four that were 17 minutes plus. Yeah. That's a lot. Like that, that, that's crazy. Like that is, it's great to see, see everybody get, you know, get that time. But oh my God! Like this is literally over five hours. And yeah. I, I'm glad. I'm glad that they they they're able to do this, and you know that it, there's not just like one you know one game in town, so to speak. But yeah. holy cow! Like I I don't I honestly and I tried. To, uh, this was the thing I was going to tell you that was really kind of funny. Yesterday I went to try. I went to go and look to see if I could find the match the this match. On YouTube. So I searched. And sometimes, uh, I mean, truth be told, that you can find sometimes the
0: pay-per-view
1: events on YouTube. Like people have posted up, you know,
0: streams of them or whatever. And they're there temporarily. Right. (laughs) Um, Yeah.
1: I couldn't find one. But what I did find were several instances that people – posted up their own recreations of the main event (laughs) on a video game. Oh. (laughs) Like, they literally went through and, like, posted up, like, a 18 to 20-minute video of a video game playing out
0: the course of the match. Wow. That's (laughs) – And to, like – do that, and to kind of like make that, um, and if it like actually follows along the pacing of the match, that's like a lot to do. Like to then like post up and have that uh, on YouTube. But then like, <laughs> I, I couldn't believe that they actually existed. I was just
1: like, oh wow, o- okay, all War right. <laughs> power too, yeah. Good luck with that. And then so probably I mean, turned them off.
0: I so I mean I did rewatch and uh you know uh, the match was good uh I I felt like the build to this I mean it, it kind of like I mean aside from like the length of the event that it sort of suffered from um the build also was a bit underwhelming with this I I feel like it was Okay. Um, you know, Adam Cole kind of just is like, well, I'm going to come on out, you know, and, and regardless, I mean, uh, of you know, what they want to say, like, well, it didn't count. Like the guy had just lost to orange Cassidy. Like it's kind of like, all right. Uh, I'm glad to see him move out of like this feud with the best friends and all of that. But it, he just kind of came out and sort of like, it was like, okay, this is who's who Paige is going to face. And I mean, there were a couple more interactions and stuff, but not really all that good of a build with it, if I'm to be completely honest. So then we get to this match and I'm thinking, all right, well, at least we know like the match will be, you know, probably really good. Um, It was sort of just, fine for me i mean some of the action was uh pretty good there was some uh you know some cool spots in there um as you'd expect some of it i i find so some of it i i just find with like this uh the style match or uh, is that very often there tends to be uh, uh what i call like window dressing uh to it where we get like Well, we get Red Dragon coming out and the table comes into play. And this is what I was referencing earlier is I had already watched, well, we established nearly 63-year-old Sting dive through a bunch of tables. Then in this match, I get like, okay, an unnecessary table spot. I'm like, I've already watched a ladder match. I watched a dog collar match i've watched um a texas tornado six man like to see one more person go through a table oh and the yeah yeah the ladder match too i mean there was uh the, what a key you three. mentioned
1: ladder match yeah what's that you had mentioned the latter match,
0: yeah, 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 but that there were guys that I think went through a table in that too, right? Yeah, but to watch like those, and then like by the end of it, I'm like, eh, all right. Like another guy goes through, but then like you know, best friend mm-hmm. or uh, not, best friends. Dark Order comes out, and it's like the, There sometimes tends to be with some of these some of these guys. I have found like um, you know, sometimes with Cole or with like Omega, especially, or the Bucks, or whatever, a lot of like kind of this outside sort of like other stuff, like that sort of to try to fluff up the match a bit. Sure. Um, and maybe it doesn't even need it. Um, and let's have like a one-on-one, like, um, one, one-on-one match. I right. mean, yeah. you know, we got that with the women's division matches where there were one-on-one, but I mean, were there any other like one-on-one like men's matches on this card wow, uh, so, like, in, the main, in the main card,
1: Moxley and yeah. Danielson,
0: Moxley, Danielson, and well, for title, um,
1: Oh, Kingston and, Kingston and Jericho.
0: Kingston, Jericho, Moxley, Danielson. And so then, those were like I mean,
1: you could argue regular, Punk and MJF.
0: Well, I'm saying not like non gimmick, like regular matches. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Well, for, Kingston I and know.
1: Jericho and then uh, Moxley and Danielson.
0: So, but it just, it, it kind of felt like, I mean, to this, like, you know, they, this was the only t- uh, title match that, you know, was sort of uh one-on-one. And I felt like it, it, it could have just been like a, you know, straight up match without like there being this excess around it. Um, sure, sure. I got you. It's it sort of, it, it kind of, uh, it, it took away from it a little bit for me. Um, I I felt like it was okay. Um you know not not my favorite match of the night it wasn't bad but I didn't I I feel like maybe it was a little bit on the underwhelming side of things if I'm to be honest. Uh um, I understand
1: that. I mean overall though I I did enjoy I did enjoy the event. I thought it was yeah. good. Uh I look forward to seeing where they go next. Uh I mean obviously we got a lot of uh content coming up and stay tuned for that. Um but yeah. Yeah, I mean this was good. This was good to break down, man. I, I enjoy doing these and yeah. talking about these. Uh and I'll just say
0: overall the event, I mean, I, I did enjoy it. I thought it was oh, yeah. a, it was a pretty solid uh uh you know pay-per-view that they put on. Mm-hmm. Um you know, lots of exciting matches, lots of you know, good to see like kind of the the culmination of like some stories. There was some good surprises. I mean, I thought by and large, it it was, it was pretty, it was a pretty good night uh, for, for them. Um, But yeah, I'll, I'll be, and again, there is that sense of intrigue then coming out of it of what happens um, on the next dynamite to see like, okay, where do things go with Moxley and, uh, and and Danielson? Where do things go with MJF and Wardlow What's next for punk? You know, so, it, it does a good job at kind of like, you know, wanting you to
1: wanting you to question where are things going next. Yeah, 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 yeah. But and uh yeah, I mean that's where we'll head next too. Well, I, I mean we're we're gonna go back to our WrestleMania rewatch on our next yeah. episode, so stay tuned for that. And uh, you yeah. know, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, solid two hours again, Sean. So uh, what do you say? Why don't we get out of here for tonight? And uh, we'll uh, we'll see everybody else uh, next time. We'll see you at the matches, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm
0: All righty. The preceding podcast has been paid for by the Wrestling World Order.